Section 11 of Modern Russian Poetry, an Anthology. Selected and translated by Babette Deutsch and Avram Yabalinsky. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Georgi Chulkov, born 1879. Chulkov has versified in the strained mode current ten years ago and has written novels that are diluted Dostoevsky. He shared the latter's Siberian experiences, in fact being exiled for participation in student disturbances. He early began to theorize about the necessity for a return to a more sober and realistic art enriched by the modernistic adventures. Purple Autumn Purple Autumn unloosened her tresses and flung them on the heavens and over the dew-heavy fields. She came as a guest to the old silent house, singeing the grasses with red. Through the garden she moved, up the balcony, scarcely she touched the fragile old rails. She pushed the door-panel softly, softly she entered the room, sprinkling the rugs with her sun-yellow dust, dropped a red leaf upon the piano. Ever after that hour we heard her unceasing, her tireless rustling, rustle and stir and soft whisper, and our hands suddenly met with no new words, new and forever false, as though we had hung a wreath of red roses on a black wrought-iron door leading into a vault where lay the rotting body of a beloved dream. Autumnal days were upon us, days of inscrutable longing. We were treading the stairs of autumnal passion, in my heart a wound, like the lamp of an icon, burned and would not be quenched. The cup of autumnal poison we pressed to our lips, by the serpentine garden path autumn had led us to crepuscular lilies upon the pale sand-humbled pond. And over the lilied waters and in the roses of evening we loved more superstitiously. And through the dark night, on the languorous bed, at the feet of my love, I loved death anew. The minutes rang, tinkling like crystals, at the brink of an autumn grave, autumn and death drunkenly clinked their glasses. I pressed my thirsty lips. To the feet the icon lamp burnished. I drank the cup of love, burned by the fires of sins, stretched on the cross of lusts, shamed, being needlessly faithless. I drank the cup of love. In the hour of ineffable dalliance I sensed the whisper of autumn pain, of autumn passion, and kisses like keen needles burned and pierced, weaving a wreath of thorns. Alexander Bloch, 1880-1921 Alexander Bloch was educated at the University of St. Petersburg, of which his grandfather was the rector. He belongs to the second generation of symbolists and his first volume, which appeared in 1905, savors strongly of Solovyov's spirituality. The upheaval which was shaking his country is ignored in this book. 
instinct with vague eschatological expectations and devoted to the eternal feminine yet here she wears the medieval aspect of the lady beautiful and spirit in her is married to flesh these songs employing an easy symbolic cryptogram mingle the prayers of the postulant with a rarefied sensuousness this asserts itself in the succeeding volumes the white melody is muffled by the voices of earth block flees monastic walls for the confusion of the thoroughfares the skirts of the lady beautiful are defiled and the poet is stretched upon the cross of passion with the bitter conviction that he is fated to love her in heaven only to betray her on earth christ and russia are the other hypostases of bloch's trinity their golgotha strangely at one with his own whether he is a maker of masks for monastic harlequins or another oedipus before the russian sphinx whether he writes children's verse lyrical dramas of an elusive symbolism or poems reminiscent of the earlier yeats he reveals a keen emotional intensity and an unfailing sensitiveness of technique it was given to this delicate and remote lyricist to produce the most significant poem of the proletarian revolution this is his striking epic called the twelve which is known far beyond the confines of russia and is accessible in half a dozen languages into crimson dark into crimson dark thou goest thy vast orbits mock the eye small the echo that thou throwest far i hear thy footfalls die art thou near too far for greeting lost in topless altitudes shall i wait a sudden meeting where sonorous stillness broods in the solitude resounding distant footsteps echo free is it thou who flamest bounding circles of infinity the unknown woman i have foreknown thee i have foreknown thee going the years have shown me thy premonitory face intolerably clear the farthest sky is glowing i wait in silence thy withheld and worshipped grace the farthest sky is glowing white for thy appearing yet terror clings to me thy image will be strange and insolent suspicion will rouse upon thy nearing the features long foreknown beheld at last will change how shall i then be fallen lo with no defender dead dreams will conquer me the glory glimpsed will change the farthest sky is glowing nearer looms the splendor yet terror clings to me thy image will be strange the lady unknown of evenings hangs above the restaurant a humid wild and heavy air the springtide spirit brooding pestilent commands the drunken outcries there far off above the alley's mustiness where bored gray summer-houses lie the baker's sign swings gold through dustiness and loud and shrill the children cry 
beyond the city stroll the exquisites at every dusk and all the same their derbies tilted back the pretty wits are playing at the ancient game upon the lake but feebly furious soft screams and creaking oarlocks sound and in the sky blase incurious the moon beholds the earthly round and every evening dazed and serious i watch the same procession pass in liquor raw and yet mysterious one friend is mirrored in my glass beside the scattered tables somnolent and dreary waiters stick around in vino veritas shout violent and red-eyed fools in liquor drowned and every evening strange immutable is it a dream no waking proves as to a rendezvous inscrutable a silken lady darkly moves she slowly passes by the drunken ones and lonely by the window sits and from her robes above the sunken ones a misty fainting perfume flits her silks resilience and the tapering of her ringed fingers and her plumes stir vaguely like dim incense vaporing deep ancient fates their mystery illumes i try held in this strange captivity to pierce the veil that darkling falls i see enchanted shores declivity and an enchanted distance calls i guard dark secrets tortuosities a sun is given me to hold an acrid wine finds out the sinuosities that in my soul were locked of old and in my brain the soft slow flittering of ostrich feathers waves once more and fathomless the azure glittering where two eyes blossom on the shore my soul holds fast its treasure renitent the key is safe and solely mine ah you are right drunken impenitent i also know truth lies in wine a little black man a little black man ran through the city he extinguished the lanterns climbing the stairs slow and white dawn was approaching with the strange little man climbing the stairs where quiet soft shadows brooded over the town where the yellow strips of the lanterns were sleeping morning twilight upon the steps lay down into the curtains into the door shadows creeping oh how poor is the city with dawn at her windows lying crouched outside the little black man is crying russia to sin unshamed to lose unthinking the count of careless nights and days and then while the head aches with drinking steal to god's house with eyes that glaze thrice to bow down to earth and seven times cross oneself beside the door with the hot brow in hope of heaven touching the spittle covered floor with a brass farthing's gift dismissing the offering the holy name to mutter with loose lips in kissing the ancient kiss-worn icon frame and coming home then to be tricking some wretch out of the same small coin and with an angry hiccup kicking a lean cur in his trembling groin 
and where the icon's flame is quaking, drink tea and reckon loss and gain from the fat chest of drawers taking the coupons wet with spittle stain, and sunk in feather beds to smother in slumber such as bears may know, dearer to me than every other are you, my Russia, even so. When Mountain Ash When mountain ash in clusters reddens, its leafage wet and stained with rust, when through my palm the nail that deadens by bony hands is shrewdly thrust, when leaden rippling rivers freeze me, as on the wet gray height I toss, while my austere-faced country sees me, for I am swinging on the cross. Then, through my bloody agonizing, my staring eyes, with tears grown stiff, shall see on the broad river rising Christ moving toward me in a skiff, and in his eyes the same hopes bidding, and the same rags from him will trail, his garment piteously hiding the palm pierced with the final nail. Christ, saddened are the native reaches, the cross tugs at my failing might, thy skiff, will it achieve these beaches, and land here at my cruciate height? The Scythians Pan-Mongolism, though the word is strange, my ear acclaims its gongs. Vladimir Solovyov you are the millions, we are multitude, and multitude and multitude, come fight. Yea, we are Scythians, yea, Asians, a squint-eyed, greedy brood. For you the centuries, for us one hour, like slaves obeying and aboard, we were the shield between the breeds of Europe and the raging Mongol horde. For centuries your ancient hammers forged and drowned the thunder of far hates, you heard, like wild fantastic tales, old Lisbon's and Messina's sudden fates. Yea, so to love as our hot blood can love, long since you ceased to love, the taste you have forgotten of a love that burns like fire, and like the fire lays waste. All things we love, clear numbers burning chill, the ecstasies that secret bloom, all things we know, the Gallic light, and the parturient Germanic gloom. And we remember all Parisian hells, the breath of Venice's lagoons, far fragrance of green lemon groves, and dim Cologne's cathedral splintered moons. And flesh we love, its color and its taste, its deathy odor, heavy, raw. And is it our guilt if your bones may crack beneath our powerful, supple paw? It is our want to seize wild colts at play. They rear and impotently shake wild manes. We crush their mighty croups, and shrewish women slaves we tame or break. Come unto us from the black ways of war. Come to our peaceful arms and rest. Comrades, while it is not too late, sheathe the old sword may brotherhood be blessed. If not, we have not anything to lose. We also know old perfidies. By sick descendants you will be accursed for centuries and centuries. To welcome pretty Europe we shall spread and scatter in the tangled space of our wide thickets. We shall turn to you our alien Asiatic face. 
For centuries your eyes were turned toward the east, our pearls you hoarded in your chests, and mockingly you bowed the day when you could aim your cannon at our breasts. The time has come. Disaster beats its wings. With every day the insults grow. The hour will strike, and without ruth your proud and powerless pestums be laid low. O oh, pause, old world, while life still beats in you. O oh, weary one, O oh, worn, O oh, wise, halt there as once did Oedipus before the Sphinx's enigmatic eyes. Yea, Russia is a Sphinx, exalting, grieving, and sweating blood she cannot sate, her eyes that gaze and gaze and gaze at you with stone-lipped love for you and hate. Go, all of you, to Ural fastness. We clear the battleground for war, cold number shaping guns of steel, where the fierce Mongol hordes in frenzy pour. But we, we shall no longer be your shield, but careless of the battle cries shall watch the deadly duel seethe aloof with injurate and narrow eyes. We shall not move when the ferocious Hun despoils the corpse and leaves it bare, burns towns, herds cattle in the church, and smell of white flesh roasting fills the air. For the last time, old world, we bid you come, feast brotherly within our walls, to share our peace and glowing toil, once only the barbarian lyre calls. From the Twelve the city's roar is far away, black silence broods on Neva's brink. No more police, we can be gay, comrades, without a drop to drink. A bourgeois, a lonely mourner, his nose tucked in his ragged fur, stands lost and idle on the corner, tagged by a cringing mangy cur. The bourgeois, like a hungry mongrel, a silent question stands and begs, the old world, like a kinless mongrel, stands there, its tail between its legs. End of section 11. Recording by Kevin Davidson. www.blogordie.com.